Hello. Welcome to the Haas Lady Podcast, where I help you declutter your life and your home. Hey, Haas listeners, it is Becky, the Haas Lady, H-O-S-S, Home Organization Simplification Specialist. And today, I'm going to admit, I feel kind of weird, like the poison ivy, the surgery, I'm, I, I have all these like medicines I'm taking, plus the steroids, I feel like I'm glowing in the dark, and I'm going to let my guests talk about how how she can actually see me glowing in the dark here on camera. But so if I'm a little slow, if I'm a little, you know, like like right now, I can't even find words. Just forgive me. But Kim, who is my guest today, is going to fill in those gaps for me because this woman is amazing. Kim Arrington, I have known her. You guys know that I, I was in the No BS program and I've met her through that. And I have to say, I admire her so much and her journey and her uh, her business and what she's doing. But I'm going to let her tell you all about all that. So before I get into any of that, Kim, introduce yourself. Tell us what you love to talk about. Well, she is actually glowing. I don't know. <laughs> she's light, light bulb chic. We're going to call her light bulb chic. She is not glowing. She's glowing in the way that everybody wants to glow, right? Um <laughs> Hey y'all, this um I'm Kim Arrington. A lot of people call me Coach Kim. Um and yes, I met Becky when I was a part of a very large uh membership program around weight loss and um Becky just really stood out as an incredible woman. I had no idea that she was a uh you know a clutter queen, an anti-clutter queen. Let's call <laughs> you that. Anti-clutter queen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she comes in and gets you, you know, whips you into shape with, with all the things you need to do. But um, I have been on this journey of helping transform women, successful women over 40, help them transform their lives. Like I have transformed my life and um, the way that I choose to do that is through coaching magic. And so I have private coaching clients all over the country, all over the world. And I also have recently just launched Half-Life Weight Loss, which is a um, program that's all about learning how to, to not overeat, losing weight, and gaining yourself back. So that has been my huge labor of love. And, you know, if you want to know more, you can go to KimArrington.com forward slash weight loss. But really, I think where Becky and I um, intersect is we want to help women transform their lives in easy and doable ways. And this is such an important topic for us to talk about today, even on my podcast. We are actually, you know how you see Grey's Anatomy and Station 19 and they do that like cross episode that's what uh-huh. we're I'm I'm gonna look you know who, who do you want to be a doctor or a firefighter Becky which one oh heck a doctor I can't carry no people down a burning building <laughs> okay so what what they don't know is my secret if I had been any kind of civil servant I would have definitely been a firefighter like awesome. I I have a friend who did it and was just so impressed and it's such a hard and dangerous and amazing um job 
but we're doing this kind of crossover because we know women, we know women need the easy, doable things. And we got gotcha. you. We got gotcha. you. Yes, absolutely. You could not have said that any better. It's mm-hmm. like the the thing we talked about, I think, before um, before we started recording this podcast today is that a lot of times women get on a journey and they start doing things that are really amazing for themselves. And where they, and I think this is where I kind of want to lead this to is like, if you are losing weight and you're, you used to eat emotionally, right? You used to eat, or maybe you sometimes you've reduced that eating emotionally, but then all of a sudden you start to lose weight and you start to kind of gain that confidence where you're not having to do that emotionally. But then all of a sudden you're, you still have these emotional, like, um, I don't know, indexes that you're kind of trying to figure out. And so you're substituting shopping for the eating or you're substituting like just crafting or cluttering or anything like that. That's stuff that's going to bring more stuff into the house that's going to create unnecessary clutter. And the shopping part, I think, is the biggest thing. And when I listened to one of Kim's podcast a while back, she was talking about that. We just don't need to buy a bunch of crap. Like we just don't need to keep buying and buying and buying. There's it's it's a hole I think we're trying to fill. So talk about that, Kim. Like what do you think that hole is and how how do we figure out how to keep changing our vices? Yeah. So this is kind of what connected me to Becky, like Becky and I are Facebook friends and Mm -hmm. she did this no by July. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, this is the journey I'm on because when I lost 65 pounds, what I did was, well, and my brain did, I was like, I got to still treat myself. (laughs) So my spending increased like I was, I think my brain was like, okay, if sh- if you're if you're losing weight, then we're gonna always see a dress we like. And see, the problem is like when you're losing weight, you're feeling good about yourself. You're like, oh, I look good at this dress. <laughs> oh, I need this. And so, and and honestly, I talk a lot about in Half Life in that course. I talk about something called the DCR method, where we discovered our we we think we discovered ourselves, but we really were told who we were. Okay. Mm-hmm. We think that we created ourselves, but we we created ourselves based off of what we were told we were. So it wasn't like really creating ourselves. And then in midlife, we get to have this reawakening where we remember ourselves. Who were we before all the shit went sideways, right? Yeah, yeah. And when I remembered myself as like even younger, I was frugal. Like I liked saving money and mm-hmm. I liked having my things, but I was like content. And so I went back that I went into this kind of this journey where I was like, I'm going to be satisfied with what I have. I'm not going to bring in more stuff, which, you know, fits with Becky where she's like, stop buying stuff because (laughs) like, say, say you go on a weight loss journey and then you're like, I've taken up crafting. Well, a good way to know that you are doing too much, you're doing the most, is if you got to go find every different shade of purple pen and pencil and and scrapbook and the little squares that put the shit down. You like 
when you can't have an off switch, then yeah. you are probably sliding that overeating into overbuying. And then before you know it, your house looks bananas, right? <laughs> that is so on point because what's gonna, what you're going to do is you're going to have, let's say you get on TikTok one afternoon and you just get down this rabbit hole of crafting and all these things and you have all these grand ideas. So you, what do you do? You get on Amazon, you start plugging up your cart with all these amazing things. And the next thing you know, the box comes and you open the box. Well, the moment's passed. You don't have that inspiration at the moment. You're not excited about it as you were. So now you have like a hundred purple pens and (laughs) scrapbooking paper that is just going to sit in the corner until you're ready to do it. And most of the time you never get ready to do it. So it's kind of that we're trying to fill these these holes with inspiration and get that dopamine hit. And we think that doing all these things and buying all these things is going to give us that dopamine. And it does, but it's not lasting because then you're going to turn around and your house is floor to ceiling with purple damn pants. So, and, and here's the other part. Then you get to judge yourself for all yes. those purple pins. Like, yeah. And that's the cycle is, well, why did I do that? Well, because as you're working for your intuitive off switch for your overeating, you forgot that you got to keep a watch out. It's kind of like when I tell my son, well, you might be in, you might have six classes in school, but the one that's giving you the most trouble, you might be really working hard in, but you got to keep a watch out for all the other five classes. Yeah. And you got to be aware. Like one of the things I teach is like being aware of what your spicy three issues are, (laughs) like three things that really, you know, send a a bug up your butt. You got (laughs) to look for those issues and, and like be watching out because your brain is like, oh, she wants to feel good. So she she doesn't want to feel good with, with food anymore. Okay, I got you. But there are these other three things that she uses to feel good or that she uses to not feel good so that she can, you know, do whatever. So I think you're right. That hole though, that we want to fill ourselves up with was is with our is with ourselves. Right. That's what right, we right. fill ourselves up with. And we think that it's outside, but when you learn how to inwardly validate yourself then the outside is just extra it's like a full cup and then there's a little overflow from the other folks so that's mm-hmm. the that's the like punchline of the joke is that what we want to fill ourselves up with is ourselves and so when we are you know being in clutter and we're judging ourselves about it when we're like starting all these projects and we're not finishing it we're giving our we're giving ourselves permission to kind of beat up on ourselves instead of just saying, "What is it that I really need?" And you continue, you know, asking that question until you get closer to what it is that you know is your truth. Yeah, I needed to hear that today. I gotta tell you, me too, Becker. Girl, I <laughs> I do this like journaling every morning, but I am not. I don't know. I've been on this kind of like avoidance pattern where I don't want to ask that question. What do I need right now? What do I need right now? All I can see is like what I want, what I want, what I want. And so I'm and I'm trying to manifest, you know, growing my business. And I'm trying to manifest, you know, or having a wedding in November. And I'm trying to like do all these things like this is what I want. But it's not filling the need. And I have really been putting that off. So 
that's my homework. That's my, you know, path that I'm, and I'm aware of it. I know I'm avoiding it. So it's just, maybe you can help that help me help my, you know, your and my listeners. What do we do? How do we get past that avoidance? It's never going to be a thing y'all. It's never. <laughs> so if it, so if you're saying it's a thing, if it's like a red Mustang, you're going to get that <laughs> red Mustang and that it's going to, it's going to make you excited for a week and a half. And then your brain is going to be like, all right, I want more. So the easiest way for you to look at that is not make the answers need to be so big. So today my answer was what I literally said, what do I need right now? Put on your shoes and go for a walk in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That ain't cost nothing. It ain't create no clutter. Did it hospital <laughs> day? It did not. Right. And then my other thing was, what do you need? All right. Get you a glass of water, put your liquid IV in it, go put some ice in it, move your ice from the outside freezer to the inside freezer so you can get some more later. It doesn't have to be, I need to solve for why my sister and I aren't talking anymore. Okay. It doesn't yeah. have to be, I need to solve for why I feel like my husband is being distant. Those are big, big, it's like, Any issue that's coming up is a reminder that the thing that you want from another person or another thing is what you really want for yourself. So when I hear you talk about these big events, my immediate thought is Becky wants some more of her time. Mm. (laughs) So like, what's one thing you can do that gives you your time to yourself where you're not serving clients, you're not serving Anyone, what's one thing you need? Mm-hmm. So Just, answer it, Becky. Uh, so the answer is, what is the thing I need? I think that you can give yourself that doesn't come from anybody else. Probably just like doing something I love. Like I'll say yesterday, and this is, I'm a, you're going to coach me, I guess, but yesterday I did something I loved talking about the crafting and all the things I have been gathering little spiders and ribbon and all kinds of crap to make a wreath. Finally, yesterday, I sit down to make this wreath. But the whole time, off and on, my brain would go to, but I haven't sent the email for today on a Sunday night. But I haven't done the rest of September's posts. But I haven't done, you know, what I need to do in October. And those thoughts kept coming up and coming up, even though I was doing something that I loved. And I wanted to do for that craft. That time was like, you know, something I enjoyed, but I was creating my own crap for it. But that's the, see, the only problem with this is the way you're seeing it. That, that means you're a regular ass person. (laughs) When you sit down to do something naughty, now you're doing something naughty, you're doing something you enjoy. Your brain is like, you got 75, 11 other things to do. So the only thing you need to grow is tolerance to those thoughts swimming right past you and let them swim on by. Mm-hmm. Like mindfulness is all about, if you are if you have a meditation practice, it's never about turning the thoughts off. It's about the thoughts are there and you still go back to the breath. Well, in your case, and when they say go back to the breath, what the hell does that mean? That means you just go back to recognizing the breath. Like, like mm-hmm. you, can count, you can count it, you can just feel it. You know, but so 
the price for admission and you being with yourself is the other things you think you're you're supposed to do. Your brain is going to throw up like neon signs and you just let it slide on by. That's how that goes. Yeah. Sorry about my dog. Asher, go on, baby. <laughs> so, but take that in. We, I'm not saying start a new meditation practice. I'm saying your <laughs> was your meditation practice and take that in. So today when you're, say you're washing the dishes and all the thoughts come by or, or tell somebody else to wash the damn dishes, <laughs> that's another thing, delegate. But like, One of the things I also do is become really aware of what I'm doing. So if I'm washing the dishes, I feel the heat on my hands. Sometimes I'll say, what if I had to say what color that was, what would color would the heat feeling on my hand be? Or I am like really like present with the way the dish soap smells. So what we really want are these extended moments of presence with ourselves. And see, extended for us can be doesn't have to be three hours. It can be a 20 minute walk around the block where you're really looking at like the flowers you don't notice, the tree, like you're saying hello to your neighbors. And so you have to grow tolerance to your brain being a brain. Yeah. Because that's what it was doing. It was just braining. It was just braining. It was just braining. So next <laughs> time when that comes up, you can be like, oh, brain, just braining. <laughs> and if you keep doing that after a while, you're going to have less things swim around or before you start your reef. Okay, brain, since you want a brain, I'm going to write down the three things I can do. I'm going to give myself the next 24 hours to do them. Mm-hmm. And now let me go do this reef. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And I think the avoidance definitely comes from the feeling of a shame like I feel like I should be doing things and we all know that we shouldn't should on ourselves but you know I should be doing these things and I should be doing those things so the shame comes up and to avoid those things is when I get on like the Amazon and just start shopping for nothing or on the Facebook marketplace and looking at you know what other people are selling out of their homes or whatever and so those are the things that start building up in my cart and I don't always act on it. I do feel like I have a discipline there. Um, as the host lady, I am really trying to, you know, make sure that other people see me as that, that example. Um, but again, I am human and I do want to just go in there and just shop or do, you know, other things that are just trying to distract me from you know, the shame, I think. So when somebody has a house just completely full of clutter and there is a lot of shame in that, there is a lot of negative emotions and it can be very overwhelming and very scary, especially when you get to a point where you cannot come out of it, like on your own. Um, And so that, that kind of does create that circle, that cycle of I feel shame. I don't want to fix the problem or not, not even that. I do want to fix the problem. I don't know how to fix the problem. So what am I going to do? I'm just going to avoid it. I'm going to go into the, you know, computer and and shop just to get that dopamine hit again, just so I feel better about myself for five minutes. And then that stuff ends up back in the house. And then you 
have like a hoarding situation. So it is the shopping for a lot of people with clutter. It's it's like they're using that shopping as a dopamine hit. And that could be an avoidance of the problem at home with the clutter already. Does that make sense? Yeah, but see, it's just the way your brain is like telling the story. So if you just think about it like this. So I knew I know my brain wants dopamine, right? Mm-hmm. Like my brain thinks dopamine is sexy. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know what? My dopamine is going to be if my brain I, like my brain wants to shop. So that means I go in my closet and create a shopping experience. Like I'm pulling that. out yeah, like, so like, instead of, like I said, your brain is brain and just let it brain. Your brain is like, I have y'all, y'all, I have not bought anything from Amazon in months. That's good. You know, and, and I'm going to tell you because I tricked the dopamine. Like I have my closet set up, like these earrings I have on right now, aren't they fabulous? I probably they are two or three times. So today I was like, you're going to put on some new earrings. And my brain was like, Ooh, dopamine, you know, or the lip gloss I have on. I don't wear this lip gloss very often. So I was like, I'm going to put on the lip gloss that I don't wear every often. The other day I was in the shower. I was like, can you use the body scrub before it turns to cement? Can you use it? (laughs) The body scrub. So instead of like looking at like, and it's a habit, right? James Clear talks about the problem that people don't change is they're not willing to give up their self-image. And to be able to change, you have to be willing to realize that version of you does not want to be around in the same way anymore. Mm -hmm. And so the way that you do that is you begin practicing new behaviors and your brain is going to have like a relapse moment where it like, so if you're, if you're not doing Amazon, right, Mm -hmm. you're going to go for a while and then you're going to make an Amazon purchase. The relapse is just as important in the educating and in your change, because then you'll start it back over. You know, I I still don't want to really shop on the Amazon. I really don't want to go to the Target. I don't, you know, and then you'll start back. And the more that you keep going through a cycle of change, then your times will get further and further apart. That's what happened with me with money. I was like, First thing I did before I even stopped spending is I pulled all my new things to the front of my closet. And I was like, you're going to wear these new things. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I was like, you, you're going to go, you're going to like make some meals, but you're going to get your husband into cooking too. <laughs> so now he cooks. My son cooks sometimes too. You're going to find a new recipe and you're going to try to find one that has stuff that you already have in your house, maybe an ingredient that you'll put on your shopping list. So I really created opportunities. You know, you know that microdermabrasion machine you got during the pandemic? You're going to use that. You're going to use that face scrub. So actually my brain is kind of, and I've done it long enough, my brain is kind of like, I don't know what's gotten into her, but we're doing all these new things. Yeah. And and then I switched from buying to experiences. So I got a four, you know, weekend tennis thing that was 40 bucks, but I would have spent 40 bucks without even thinking about it on earrings. And now I get to drive somewhere, learn something mm-hmm. that, you know, and, and have that extra dough that's just sitting there because it's not just about 
you have to hack your brain. You have to decide that dopamine, you're the one who brings the dopamine and it doesn't have to just come in the form of buying new stuff. It can come in the form of using the stuff you already have. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And then putting it back, you know, like I saw your, your, see, Becky is always doing challenges, right? And then, then, like one day I saw, I saw where you were like, and put the remote up. It was like, what, Becky, tell them it was the 30 days of what? What did you call the challenge? It's the, it's the 30 days. So it's 30 days of tiny habits that tiny people do or something like that. But it's tiny people do tiny things all day long. And one of your things was just put the remote back in its place at night. And I like yeah. chuckled because I was like, <laughs> yeah. And then like for me, that's like... Me taking my stuff from downstairs and bringing it upstairs mm-hmm. that I had. So instead of you looking like, like instead of you deciding that it has to look like you clean your whole house in 24 hours, it's those little small incremental things that add yes. up mean so much. Yes, absolutely. It is those tiny little things. And you're like, but the, the James Clear is kind of where I get this idea of doing tiny, tiny steps, the most mundane, silly things that you, like you said, the remote people were like, what? That's silly. But you don't know how many people just don't do that. They'll put it on the coffee table one night. They'll leave it on the couch one night. They'll do it, you know, whatever, take it to the kitchen, whatever. But if you're always putting it back in the same spot, that just becomes such an unconscious habit that it just starts to grow from that. And you're right. Every single day we were doing a different tiny little task that's going to build on itself that you don't have to have like, you know, you don't have to be this 45 minute to, you know, 90 minute session every day to clean. That's ridiculous. I don't believe in that at all. So absolutely. And I think also like when it comes to like, one of my tasks today, my mom used to always say this. If you put up, when you mess up, you'll never have to clean up. There you go. You know? And yeah. so it's like taking the extra time to put something back in its place. And then when I notice I don't, because right now my room needs some attention, I understand that there's something that's communicating to me. Mm-hmm. And what is it communicating to me? I'm overworking you can put it over, over, overworking, right? Mm-hmm. Or that I'm not asking for help or that I'm feeling it's always communication happening. So what do I want to do with the communication? Sometimes, and this is coming from a coach, sometimes you don't have to solve for the com- what's happening. You can just decide this behavior that I'm doing will override what's happening. Like it doesn't even have to be, I got to go down the line and figure out what where clutter came from. Nope, Mm-mm. no, I don't want to do it. I know my brain is going to say, I don't, to wait till I want to do it. That ain't never going to come. <laughs> so I'm going to do it anyway, mm-hmm. get it out the way. And that's what I'm going to do. Like one of my tasks is putting on some music. And I, I am a person who likes to set a clock for 30 minutes, mm-hmm. putting on some music straightening my room and then and reminding myself, hey, if I don't want to do this, I'll just put up when I clean up. That's what I've been doing a really good job with. I'll just remind myself because I relapsed into my old ways. And now I'm going to remind myself, I put up when I clean up and then I'm going to pack 
like, and this is a big one. How many of y'all hate packing suitcases to go somewhere? (laughs) I'm like, if that's the thing, if that's the barrier for me to get my cute ass on a plane to go somewhere tropical, then that's what I'm going to (laughs) do. I decided recently I'm not having drama about packing suitcases and I'm not having drama about getting on, you know, whatever. And I'm listening to a friend who's having drama about that. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. So like after I straighten up my room, I'm going to begin to pack my suitcase to spend some lovely time away from home for all the work I've been doing. So it's really about how you decide to frame it. And so before we get off the podcast, I'm going to tell you something that Marissa Pierce says. Okay. The easiest ways for you to reframe your thinking. And we've been doing it since we were kids. Okay. Okay. That's my tease. Now let me see <laughs> if I can remember it. Okay. <laughs> let me ask you if this sounds at all like something you've done. You see a pile of clutter or maybe a whole room of clutter or junk or just floor to ceiling stuff. And you think, okay, I am going to finally get my shit together and clean out this mess. So you go to the store and buy some super cute containers with labels and you're super excited and motivated to finally get that space you've been hiding away from the public view get it back to functioning and finally getting to use it again. So you come home, you open the door to that space and you're hit with this wall of overwhelm. You start spiraling and you start thinking, how could I have been so lazy to let this room get so bad? What is wrong with me? Why can't I just do it like they do it on TV? Why do I even own this much stuff? I bet if I could just clean it and get it organized, I'll never have this issue again. But every time I start, I just can't seem to make a dent. Okay, you and millions of others out there have done this and you're not alone. And you're not going to have to do this alone. I want to tell you about an audio course that is going to change how you look at your home and the spaces within. There's no better way to get something done than to just start doing it. And sometimes you just need a little guidance. In my audio course, The Total Home Reset with the Haas Lady, I literally talk you through all the spaces in your home, one space at a time. You will get access to a private podcast link that is just for you. And all you have to do is push play. Working through the planning stages of each space and getting an idea of what kind of space you want, you're going to have much more success than just doing it blind and going in without a plan. I give you a step to complete. You just push pause. You go complete that step. Then you come back to the audio course for more steps. And it's like I'm in the room with you. Yes, sometimes it's going to be hard work, and no, you're probably not going to love it. But guys, you already have so many negative thoughts about the space, you already don't love it. Why not put that energy towards getting the room back to its designed function and bring more peace and calm into your life? 
to order my total home reset with The Haas Lady, go to www.thehaaslady.com slash audio course. I will be adding more modules to the course towards the end of 2023. So be sure to get the course now so that you will get early access to the new modules, including garages, attics, storage spaces, entryways, laundry rooms, closet areas, common area closets, your car, and more. So don't keep living in stress and mess. Get the audio course now at thehosslady.com slash audio course. Well, before you talk about that, I want to completely come back to this about finishing your task and cleaning up after yourself. And that's one of those things where if you start, if let's say you need to like get a screwdriver out to fix something. So you get the screwdriver out, you fix the thing, and then you take the thing and you put it away. But the screwdriver got set there. Like you didn't put it up. The task isn't done. You fix the thing, but the task is not done because you didn't put the screwdriver back. So that's what that is. When you're packing your suitcase to go on your vacation, you're going to come home and that suitcase is going to come to the couch and sit there. Are not you going to? I'm obsessed okay. about it, Becky, but most that's people, right. yes. Yes. Are you going to unpack? Because your trip isn't over until you've unpacked. You're not back in your routine until you've unpacked. So the dishes, like if you're going to wash the dishes and set them on the countertop, you didn't do the dishes. You washed. You have to finish the task. You have to go ahead and dry them, put them away. That's doing the dishes. That's the whole cycle. And I love that your, was it your grandmother or your mom that said that? It was my mom who says, when you mess up, put up. Yeah. When you mess up, put up. Yep. And it's my friend who reminded me of that. And I was like, yes. And, and I did teach my kids that, but it's like, she was like, remember what your mom used to say, if you, when you mess up, you put up. Here's the thing though. I love what you just said. Like the task is not done until the screwdriver comes up mm-hmm. and that creates an image in your head. Like y'all remember the screwdriver image. Like it's not done until mm-hmm. the cleanup part of it has been done. And that's like, Think about how that serves you, like mm-hmm. you, your space being like you feeling great. The, that's a dopamine hit. When you finish a project, that's a dopamine hit, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you get a double dopamine hit of I don't got to clean up because it's already done. <laughs> yeah. It's already done. Yeah. It's kind of like taking the clothes once you've purged your closet, you know, they put them in a bag. Oh, I purged my closet. No. You didn't, you didn't put that stuff in the car. You didn't drive it to the donation spot or the thrift store. That, that task isn't done until those clothes are completely gone from your life. And those are all the little things. And the more you kind of get into that mindset, the less you will be cleaning your house. Yes. Yeah. I think the other thing too, that you're really telling your listeners and I'm telling my listeners because it's a crossover event y'all it's a crossover event I'm (laughs) station 19 she's Grey's Anatomy okay (laughs) um so this is the thing you deserve to be the recipient of your own efforts and I think 
one of the biggest things that happens to women when they go into midlife is they're so fucking angry because they haven't done that. Yeah. And if you can reframe that putting up the screwdriver Mm -hmm. or that drying off the dishes, like I have done a lot of different work in my life. And at one point when I was an artist, or I still am an artist, but when I was doing poetry, I got to work with these incredible men who were self-described as addicts in recovery. And they had us over at the house. And y'all have to understand, these men had done some of the most heinous things. Like one of them hugged me and said, if you had known what I would have done to women, you would not want to sit next to me. And I said, baby, you ain't doing it to me. You're just (laughs) sitting here sharing love with me. And he started to cry. Oh my gosh. He started to cry. This was before I was a, this is when I was a coach and I didn't know it, right? I was like, (laughs) you're not doing those things right now. You're not doing that to me. Like, and I hear what you're saying. And I know that there are people who have been victimized by your actions, but I believe in redemption. I do. And I've had terrible things happen to me and I've had to find what redemption looks like. But one of the things that he left with me was they cooked dinner and they started washing dishes before they even ate dinner. And he said, in this house, we don't sit down to dinner until the dishes are done. And then we do another round of dishes immediately as we clean the table. And I mean, and my mom taught me clean your dishes while you're cooking, you know, whatever. But I just remember that like freedom of, so why not think of like when something comes to you that is new and novel, instead of being burdened by it, why don't you say like, this is a new freedom. This could potentially be a new freedom for me. Like Mm -hmm. I could actually gain so much from this instead of being burdened because this is what women do. We're like, it's another thing on our to-do list. We'll throw the fucking to-do list away (laughs) and decide that the things that you're doing, you are a recipient of your own efforts first and everybody else gets the leftovers of your efforts. Right. This is your freedom. This This is taking care of yourself. And everything else gets to trickle down and affect everyone else in the family. It gets, you know, your mental state is priority. It doesn't matter how things got in the position they got into. It doesn't matter who did it or what happened because you're taking care of it and it's freedom for your brain. Why get angry at somebody for not putting away the dishes When you can just easily put away the dishes and give yourself freedom from the anger, freedom from the, you know, the burden, like you called it, of having to do the dishes. It's just what we do. It's not a to-do list. It's just what we're going to do to take care of ourselves. I love that. If you do decide to delegate, which delegation is something women got to get better at. Yeah. Because we tell ourselves a story about well, if I delegate, then people don't think I can handle it. Well, break out the noisemakers. Great. <laughs> you can't. You don't want to, right? So the thing about delegating is we get mad when people protest when you've asked them to do something. 
And what I teach women is get real, like tolerance. If y'all can grow some tolerance, Mm -hmm. that would change your life. Tolerance to your kids being angry about doing it out. Let your lip be poked out. (laughs) Yep. Learn learn how to regulate your anger as you're doing the stuff. Mm -hmm. So we've got to learn that freedom also comes in stepping back and delegating and allowing other people to take care of us too. Mm-hmm. So it's both. It's like, it's not like what one of my friends always say, it's an and, right? It's not a, or it's an and. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your, what was your quote that you were going to tell us? Okay. Yes. Marissa. So Marissa Peer, I was watching Diary of a CEO and I actually, I'm going to be releasing a whole podcast episode where I use some of what she said to reject rejection. So imagine y'all there, if there's an end to you feeling like you can be rejected, like how freeing would that be? Because I'm trying to free y'all, always trying to free y'all from something that you think can be done to you. Right. Mm -hmm. So Marissa Pierce talks about if you want to make a change you have to create a new picture in your brain. So let's just say um, that you got into an argument with your best friend, right? And your brain is making it mean all kinds of things. And most of the things your brain is making it mean is that you and your best friend are going to be disconnected, which, I mean, that's a possibility, but it's probably small that that's going to happen. So instead of like, you you need, like, you got to feel your feelings. You got to feel how you feel. Mm -hmm. And then you can create a picture or take a picture from your past. Like that time that my best friend and I were laughing and and having a good time at the state fair, you know, uh, on the Ferris wheel, laughing because it got stuck again. Or, um, you know, that time where she was there for me when I got that, you know, bad news about work. So. Mm -hmm. Or you can actually create a new picture. I'm imagining my best friend and I walking on the trail and when the leaves are changing. So if you allow your brain to create a picture, your subconscious, which is the part of you that always is trying to keep you safe, begins to expand what safety looks like. And so the more pictures that you add, that are favorable, that you are consciously adding, then the more you're able to like enjoy the results. So for instance, with you with that reef, we're going to come back to that reef. (laughs) Before you started the reef, you saw yourself with the reef completed, a big smile on your face, and you're and then add in another picture. We, we're we're gonna create a, a a documentary. Added another another picture where your space is clear. Like what I love about the work you do is you remind us our spaces in our homes are the same as our spaces in our heart. Like they need to be have a certain clarity, right? And so the next picture, and I just came, I just thought about this is the picture of like right now, 
I'm seeing a picture of my room cleaned and me sitting on the bed and looking around with that satisfied look on my face. Like with that suitcase that you're about to start packing. That suit girl, look, suitcase <laughs> is packed. And I'm going to tell y'all, I found out a few years ago, I hate to see a suitcase. Oh, <laughs> gap tooth suitcase looking at me, judging me on the floor. So my rule is in 24 hours, that suitcase is packed. Things are in the laundry and everything is put away. And that has been something that I have upheld trip after trip after trip. I don't even think about unpacking the suitcase anymore. And I put up a post one time on Facebook and someone was like, you do what? And I was like, within 24 hours, my suitcase <laughs> is packed and put away. So you can create new laws. You can create new rules that make mm -hmm. your life easier. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes back to what you were saying earlier is you just, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be the person who leaves my suitcase out. I want to be the person who gets it done when she gets home. I want to be the kind of person who cleans up all the craft and glitter and crap from that wreath that I made last night, which I did. I vacuumed everything, but it's like, you just have to create the personality. It's all subjective. You can change it whenever you need to change it in order to be the person that you really, really want to be. You so. are changeable. You're changeable. And not only that, let's, let's end that like idea with celebrating. So mm -hmm. whenever I'm running every single time after I finish running, I celebrate my run. Like I do this thing where I like do this turnaround. Like, I don't know, like I'm oh, in Jackson five. I do this, <laughs> like, I'll be like, whoop and turn around. Like, why not add a celebration onto you doing what you said you're going to do? Like I walked outside before this and I was like, you have done your, you drank your water. You went on a walk. You've been editing videos. You you're dressed and ready for your podcast. Hey, I arrived earlier because Becky and I are in different time zones. <laughs> and we forgot to, we, I literally laughed about it. We forgot to, to mention that. So I went in the thing and I said, Oh, the other noon, her noon, not my noon. <laughs> And, and yep. instead of me judging myself like about, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't ask the time zone. I laughed about it. So why not celebrate and also be playful mm -hmm. about what you, when you make a mistake too? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a mistake. Now you got a whole hour that you could like fill with things that you love to do. I did. I sat down here and I was editing video and I was like, thank you, Becky. Thank you. Time. Thank you. Look, thank you, Central Time. time. Thank you. And I and I was able to edit 45 minutes longer and then give myself about 15 minutes of play. Mm -hmm. And also just not like y'all want to be happier. Find less things to judge yourself about. Oh, that's great. Yeah. If y'all want to be happier. Stop being the critical voice. By the way, that critical voice in your head does not even belong to you. You inherited that voice probably mm -hmm. from one of your primary caretakers. You're one of your caregivers who mm -hmm. inherited that voice. Who Listen, I laughed so hard, y'all, in, in my course. I laughed when I was editing it because I said, and they probably got that voice from Moses. Because I said, if you take it all the way back to this per this critical versus voice and that critical, and, and I laugh because critical voices are always inherited. Uh -huh. They don't even, they, they, they have to learn to sound like you. Yeah. 
So if you decide my I'm going to do everything I can to unlearn that critical voice and 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 put in its place a playful voice, mm-hmm. then your life ends up changing. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to choose happy. You see that on a coffee mug everywhere you go, but it's so true. You just got to choose happy. So happiness is any, any emotion you want is a skill, any emotion you want and with a skill, you have to keep practicing at it and you got it. Sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you get it wrong, but it's just like, you just need to allow yourself that space to be a damn human because the aliens aren't here yet. They're not, they've been looking at us. They're like trying to save us, but they haven't come down. They haven't come down to stay yet. You know, at least that we know of. I mean, well, well, I mean, I've met a couple, I think I dated a few, but I'm just saying (laughs) that like the aliens, you know, are somewhere like they should, they should treat themselves better. (laughs) Y'all, y'all just treat yourself better. Don't wait on the aliens to come for That's you right. to treat yourself better. That's right. And, and don't wait for anybody else's happiness. Do it for yourself and everybody else will fall in line. I promise. That's right. That's right. That's right. And your work is so important because again, Becky, you're reminding people that you don't really have to buy anything to handle what's going on in your heart and your home, right? Mm-hmm. It's like right. whatever's happening in your heart is going to be reflected somewhere. So your home is just a beautiful mirror for mm-hmm. you to look at what you want. And then plus y'all, after I get off of this, um, Becky, Becky's walking around in my head. I got to clear off my little table. I look and, and do all, and tonight I'll have, I'll have a clean room and, <laughs> you know, all these things. So we didn't come here by ourselves. We came here to help each other. Yeah, here to like have this strength and this area and this other person has the strength in that area. And then we're able to come together Mm -hmm. and see what you do well and see what I do well. Yep. Absolutely. Crossover event of the century. Crossover station 19 (laughs) Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) Too funny. All right. Well, Kim, this has been so fun and I could sit here and talk to you forever and we probably could keep going and we should probably do this again. I want, I would love to have you back and let's talk again so that we can, you know, go even further into this. Um, earlier in the show, you mentioned you have a, a weight loss program. Yeah. Talk about that just real quick and let me, let our listeners know what this is it. Like, how do you find it and all the good things? Yes. So you all find it at kimarrington.com forward slash weight loss, and you'll sign up and you'll get an email telling you all about it and giving you more information. But I will tell you this, this is the way my weight loss program is different. If you listen to me in this episode, I kept telling you, stop blaming yourself. So that's a, a fundamental of my program is like, stop blaming yourself. The other fundamental is I can't just tell you to go lose weight. I've got to give you a system. So there are all these different systems that are built in for your success that are actually doable. And then I can't just tell you to like make your life just about losing weight. I want you, if you've been wanting to play adult softball or if you've been wanting to, you know, learn mosaic, that fills your life in ways that aren't food. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then I talked to you about invisible work and delegating and doing all those. And then finally, we kind of ended up with you reminding yourself of what makes you special because some of us have changed so much in the last 20 years that part of the reason why we're eating is because we feel like we're a stranger. And so I'm helping you come back to remember who you are. And then finally, I'm reminding y'all, successful women over 40 have got to learn how to be in fun that is not food related. Mm. So you're going to learn how to stop overeating, predominantly, predominantly stop overeating because I teach you how to overeat and how to make that happen. So predominantly stop overeating and just have yourself back for you. And it's all done playfully, lots of videos, workbook to work through, and just a good old time to get to understanding that weight loss is not about restriction. It is about gaining yourself back. Awesome. I love it. Well, I really hope, I hope a lot of people can take, you know, good good benefit from that. And it sounds amazing. So I will definitely be checking it out. Yes. Hopefully all my listeners will be doing the same. So. Well, thank you so much, Becky. This has been so fun. So you're actually the first crossover event because when I was having, when I was imagining the podcast, I was like, well, I'm a solo podcaster. I probably won't have guests, but I didn't know about the crossover event. So now I have a (laughs) new way to enjoy other audiences and to share you with my listeners who are into home organization or they're not and they want to be and also to you know be shared with your listeners so thank you so much it's been so much fun I'm gonna say one thing that blew my mind the other day I was reading statistics about being cluttered in your home and things like that one statistic that really really stood out to me is that if you 77 percent of people with cluttered homes are going to be overweight. It's a mental construct. It is in your mind that there are some self-esteem things. There are some overwhelmed things, processing things. There's a ton of different whatever's going on in your mind. So I just wanted to share that with you because that's this is a crossover thing because it all comes back to mindset. It all comes back to how you treat yourself. So If you are just, I just wanted to throw that out there. 77% of cluttered homes, you're going to be overweight. So did did y'all hear that? So instead of judging yourself about it, then you, you're hearing that there are other people on this journey and why not go on a weight loss journey? Why not go on a journey to reclaim your space Mm -hmm. and it not be where you judge yourself and shame? The way you get rid of shame is you do something about it. And you got the Haas lady and you got Coach Kim here to support you every step of the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Kim. Well, thank you again. And I um, will be talking to you again very soon. So absolutely. All right. Thanks, everybody. And remember, guys, we don't put things down. We put things away. So let's get to it. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to my Host Lady podcast. My name is Becky, and I cannot wait to share more ideas with you to help you get your environment and your mind to a more organized space. 
If you are interested in working with me one-on-one, visit my website at thehosslady.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, leave me a review and share with your friends. Until next time, let's get to it. Mm-hmm.